Welcome to the Boss Level. My name is Enigma. I am your host, evil supervillain extraordinaire. I am a 15-year industry veteran. I am a lifelong gamer, game console collector, and a part-time streamer. Hope you're having a great week so far. Happy Monday morning to you. Everything is looking great so far this week. Wherever you are, whatever you're doing, hope you're staying warm or cold, or cool, or depending on where you where you live. I don't know. Some listeners are in Australia and down there in South America, it's it's winter down there while it's uh, summer up where, where I live. So wherever you are, hope you're comfortable, hope everything's going okay for you. Everything's going all right here as I record this on August 19th. We are 12 days away from my vacation and we're going to get into that in just a second. But uh, got some stuff to talk about on the podcast today. But before we do any of that, let's go ahead and get our good housekeeping stuff out of the way. As I said, I am a part-time streamer on Twitch. I stream on Friday nights and Sunday mornings, usually between 9 to 9.30 Central Standard Time till midnight to 12.30 uh, on Friday nights and then 9-ish to noon-ish Sunday mornings. Right now we're neck deep into Final Fantasy 16. Enjoying playing that. Don't know how much longer we have in that game. I, this is a blind playthrough I'm doing right now, so everything that you, you see me doing is, is my first time reaction to it. You can find me over on Twitch at Evil Enigma. That is my only streaming place where I am right now. I know uh, a lot of folks are going over to Kick. I do not have a Kick channel just yet. I am uh, waiting <laughs> to see what's going to happen. So right now I'm only on Twitch at Evil Enigma. That also happens to be where you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever it's called now at Evil Enigma E N Y G M A. You can find me over there. I am active over there most days. I try to post funny memes. I try to make people laugh. Try to make people smile because you know everyone's got a bad day every once in a while. I mean, I last month, a couple of months, I've I've had some pretty bad days, you know. And and sometimes it just really helps to go out there and see something funny to kind of take your mind off of uh, what's what's bugging you for you know. 10 seconds or whatever it can really help so if i can make one person smile or laugh per day i feel like i've done something really positive for 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 the economy you know that kind of thing but uh, i really am uh, i'm more active over on twitter uh, i have an instagram as well but i'm very active i'm much more active on twitter uh, uh you can find me there. that's where i post what i'm doing that's where i post when i'm streaming all that good stuff uh you know when i take my vacation which we're going to talk about here in a little bit i uh We'll hopefully post pictures on my Twitter and, and maybe my Instagram. We'll, we'll see how how things go. But it, uh, you can find me over there. Please come over and follow me on Twitter and Twitch. And drop in and say hi. I love it when people talk to me, especially when I'm streaming. Uh, that way I don't have to ad-lib nearly as much. I can just talk and talk to you about what's going on. And I, I do I do like doing that. So go over there and I would greatly appreciate that. I've been pretty stagnant for the last couple of months and uh, I really need to really need to grow again. I'm trying to get my name out there and uh, I might be doing some collaborations with a very good friend of mine uh, on Team Dragonfire which we'll get into in a second. Uh, might be after I get back from uh, from Italy we, on my vacation we will uh, we'll sit down and, and, and hash that out. She, she wants to help help me grow a little bit and I do appreciate it and I, uh, she's, she's a wonderful person. I'm lucky to have all the friends that I have quite frankly. Uh, I, I know they probably you know friends say that about friends all the time but the truth of the matter is, is i really mean that i have some really really uh close friends uh, i've met through streaming they've really helped me along the way and they help keep me focused and inspired and i do appreciate them so much 
So uh, go follow me on Twitch and Twitter. I'm at Evil Enigma. That being said, I'm a member of Team Dragonfire. I'm also a content creator for the Kindred Knights. They're two smaller teams, which means we have our own line of hot sauces over at KindredNations.com. Check out KindredNations.com. Take out that E in Kindred and put the number three in there because that's the way you kids spell it these days. And uh, you can find our line of hot sauces. I have several over here that I put on many different things. I, I'm a big fan of the Honey Garlic Fire put that on baked beans the night sauce i put on tacos i put in soups it's actually pretty nice and in, in, in like a beef stew or something and then uh, of course i found out here uh, recently uh, i was uh, gifted a bottle of uh, grizzlies who, who grizzly is a friend of mine as well on, on uh, the kindred nights uh he has his own sauce called the uh, bacon berserker sauce and it's really good on pizza i was putting it on some really substandard pies uh, over the past couple weeks and it actually really really is a good boost of flavor there it's a you know bacon hot sauce what's not to like about that right so go over there and check out the line of hot sauces use my code if you find anything you like uh it's enigma e-n-y-g-m-a the way i spell it you'll get 10 percent off your order so thank you so much for doing that it does help me uh, recoup some of the costs for my podcasts and uh my my streaming uh the stuff i have had to purchase to do this has not been cheap so anything i can do to help recoup some of those costs i would appreciate that that also being said, because I'm a member of Team Dragonfire, we are also uh, being partnered with Glitch Energy. So go to glitchenergy.com. That's G-L-Y-T-C-H, Glitch Energy. Then they have a long list of powdered energy drinks, uh, the tubs. You know, you can grab those, put a spoonful into your, uh, your, your water, shake it up, and you can drink it. Uh, really good flavors they have over there. Now, if you are like me, and you cannot or do not like energy drinks because of too much caffeine. Like for me, it's Coke is about as high as I go on the caffeine level. Maybe coffee. You know, every once in a while, I have a coffee. I really don't like coffee, but yesterday at work, I kind of needed one. So I, I went ahead and, and had some. And I, I get special coffee that kind of tastes like Snickers bars. But besides the point... Uh, they do have a line called Revive, and it's more of a sports drink line. There's zero sugar, zero calories, and uh, zero caffeine in their uh, Revive line. And guys, I'll be honest with you, that blackberry lemonade is it. That is an amazing flavor of drink. Put a spoonful of that in your, your water, mix that up, and drink it, and it is absolutely dynamite. Go check that out over there at uh, glitchenergy.com. You know, give their other flavors a try too. I really hope they uh, take some of the flavors they have in uh, their energy drink and put them over in Revive. I would love to have the Cherry Bomb. I'd love to try the Maui Punch. There's a lot of stuff I'd love to try. Uh, but I, like I said, I, 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 gotta, I, gotta, I can't have that much caffeine. It's bad for my heart, So, according to my doctor. and so. But if you're like me, go over there and check that out. To go to the Revive line. On, uh, on glitchenergy.com. Use our code DRAGONXFIRE. You'll get 15% off your order for over there. And that helps us uh, get more ingratiated to Glitch Energy. It helps us uh, you know, become a bigger team and uh, a much better deal. And, and uh, by the way, uh, the Kindred Knights, Kindred Nations, is partnered with Glitch Energy. And there's a hot sauce they have now. Uh, it's called uh, the Lemon Pepper. And it's inspired for Glitch Energy. So check that out at kindrednations.com. You know, you can use the code Enigma. If you're on Glitch Energy, use the code Dragon X Fire. That's Dragon, the letter X Fire, 15% off your order over at Glitch Energy. So lots of partnerships going on now, guys. And I want to thank everyone for listening to my good housekeeping there, my, my stupid little ad reads. Uh, and to be honest, I, I, th I know I said this last week, and I'll say it again. These are not ad reads. No one's giving me anything to say. I'm just 
talking about the products, what I honestly feel about them off the top of my head. Uh, I do not endorse or advertise for things I don't honestly like. Uh, so I cannot tell you flat out that, oh my gosh, you know, you're never going to see me, you know, shilling for feminine hygiene products because I can't use them. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Maybe my girlfriend, but but uh, I, I, if I can't use it, if I don't like it, I'm not going to stand behind it. Okay, but but uh, Kindred Nations and Glitch Energy, they've they've got some really good quality products over there, and I hope you do go check those out. Okay, they really do help. Everything these days with content creations about endorsements and uh, discount codes and all that, and and uh, you know it, it helps. It really, really helps. It might not seem like it, but it does. It does mean something, and it does help. Okay, so thank you so much for listening to those. I do appreciate that. Now uh, today we have some interesting news I wanted to talk about, and it basically comes down to one of my favorite rag websites. And I'm when I say favorite, I'm using my air quotes there, my Doctor Evil uh, air quotes. The website Kotaku, the gaming blog, and and to be completely honest, when I was in the industry last, I went to Kotaku several times a day at work. I would take out my phone, uh, I was on the floor at GameStop, I'd look and just see what news was out there because Kotaku always had their finger on the pulse of what was going on in, in the gaming world, the, the the news that was popping up there, and and uh, just it, it was just really really cool to to see that. In fact, I remember I was on a on a conference call with my district. And I, one of the guys, we, I, I, there, when I worked for GameStop, you always had one guy, uh, at least one guy who was kind of like the company butt kisser in every uh, district. He was like the favorite of the district manager. And he always was like, he, he would be the guy when, when uh, you would uh, have a meeting, he would be the guy who goes, and make sure everyone, you should vacuum your carpet every night. You know, something that you, you would do anyway. But he was doing it just so he could make it look like he was more important than he was. And the district manager would go, oh, what a great idea, Jim. Thank you so much. And Jim is just a made-up name. I, I didn't work with anybody named Jim. But it, actually, I did. But no, he was. <laughs> Sorry, Hacksaw. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about you. Uh, my bu- I have a buddy, Jim Duggan. I'm not talking about him. Uh, and I call him Hacksaw. But uh, after the wrestler. But uh, truth is, is that uh, it was... you you always had that one guy and and, uh, I I was on a conference call and it was during something was going on I don't remember and I had my phone out during the thing and he was the the, the butt kisser of the district was talking about something and and was going on about something about a game and just as he had done that the news had broke about that game something was going on with it Uh, it was maybe it was Final Fantasy I think it was Final Fantasy 13 was coming to uh, Xbox 360. They had just announced it. I think it was at E3. And uh, this guy was the butt kisser was talking about how, you know, it's important that you try to get your, your PlayStation owners on board with Final Fantasy because it's an exclusive game. And, and it, just as he had said that, I looked at my phone and saw that Square Enix had announced it was coming to uh, to the Xbox as well. And so I made mention of that. I said, actually, they just announced it's coming to Xbox. And he flipped his lid. He was so upset that uh, the he was not the one who broke that on the thing is that he just he was so mad. He goes, well, I know there are sites out there that say that, but and I was just like, no, actually, it was on Microsoft's stage about five minutes ago. <laughs> it was just announced that they are bringing Final Fantasy 13 to the to the uh, Xbox 360. He was so mad, but uh, that was on Kotaku. Basically, I, I read it on Kotaku, and I and I used to use Kotaku for that. Uh, it was a great source for for for. Uh, 
gaming news, breaking gaming news. There wasn't, uh, you know, it, it was still your IGNs and things like that, but Kotaku always seemed to be instant, while IGN and, and GameSpot were more of your... Uh, they didn't do things instantly back then. It was they had to write and go through an approval process and all that. Meanwhile, you know, on these gaming blogs like Kotaku, like Destructoid, they would just post stuff all the time. Every 10 minutes would be a new article up about something going on in gaming. And I loved it. I absolutely loved it. But uh, the problem came down to, at some point in the last, let's just say, 10 years, Gaming journalism has taken a hit, and I know I've talked about this quite a bit on the podcast with my G4 episodes and things like that, and it just basically came down to that the people who were writing for those websites have all now moved on to writing or doing things for game companies themselves, like uh, someone... I know that one of the writers of the latest God of War game actually worked for IGN. She was an IGN... uh, contributor for a long time and then she left and now she works for Santa Monica Monica Studio and, and wrote part heart <laughs> helped write part of God of War. So or God of War Ragnarok. So it's it's uh that's what's happened is all these people who really cared about gaming are still in gaming, but they've all moved on to bigger and better jobs. They don't have to worry about journalism. You know, they don't have to worry about interviews. They don't have to worry about, you know, breaking stories. They can they can just do their job as they are in the gaming industry. And they do it with mixed results. I'm not saying that they're they're all great. I'm not saying that whatsoever. There's a couple of people uh, that I know for a fact, uh, for me anyway, that if I find out their name is attached to writing a game, uh, I'm immediately skeptical of the game. <laughs> immediately skeptical of the story mode. And in most cases, I end up being absolutely right. Uh, but uh, I won't call anybody out because that's not what I do. But but that's uh, that is exactly... Uh, how gaming has gone. And so now we have in journalism a bunch of people who are writing on these websites that are really trying to push an agenda. They're trying to to sell you on something else besides what you're there for. So for example, if you go to Kotaku's review of the PlayStation 5, over half that article, or about half that article, is ranting about the the, uh, presidential election that year more than they are talking about the flipping PlayStation 5. So if you are going on your uh, that website to to read about the PlayStation 5. Well, I want to know what they think about the console. You're going to find out more about US politics than you're going to find out about the PlayStation 5. And and that just blows me away and it, and it happened again this year where a lot of these gaming blogs were talking about uh, they they were, they were having problems with Hogwarts Legacy because of the comments of JK Rowling and it wasn't taking into consideration the fact that JK Rowling had about as much to do with the developments of Hogwarts Legacy as my dog basically. Or me you know it's she had nothing to do with it you should get a residual check yeah absolutely it's her ip but but she had nothing to do with the actual game and these gaming blogs were losing their minds over that and they picked and they would some would refuse to review it some reviewed it poorly without actually playing it others refused to even talk about the game others when they talked about the game we just would talk trash about it <coughs> and it was just pardon me and it was just like come on guys really i mean I understand you if you if you have a strong opinion about something that that's great but your job as a journalist is to be objective as you possibly can. Uh, I now I'm a big believer in gaming reviews being all gaming reviews are subjective. They are. There's no such thing as an objective review. I've said that before and I'll scream that from the rooftops from the mountaintops until the day that I expire. There is no such thing as an objective review. They're all subjective. Look up the definition of subjective. 
Subjective means they're trying to influence you with their opinion. That's what a review is. They're trying to influence your purchasing habits based off of their opinion. They got to play the game. They'll tell you exactly what they think about it. It is a subjective opinion. And an objective review would just be, it's a boxing game. You hit this button to punch. You hit this button to, to uh, throw an uppercut. And you hit this button to dodge or duck. You know, that's not a thing. That's subjective. Subjective is, you know what? I think that the boxing game is pretty good. You can really mix up your punches. You hit this button for this, and it really makes you feel like your power. You know, that's subjective. That's what a review is. So don't let anyone tell you, oh, this is an objective review of anything. There's no such thing as an objective review. That being said, uh, that's what Kotaku was for a while. And, and there's and but but they have all had this this problem now where they're they're trying to push their activism they're trying to push their political opinions and they are littered with people who do not want to be writing about video games and that's that's the thing is for someone especially for somebody like me who is a lifelong gamer who would have died to have uh, been chosen to write for one of these gaming blogs and actually I did write for a small gaming blog for a little while unfortunately it's uh, no longer uh, up and around but uh, the truth is is that I really enjoy talking and writing about, you know, talking about games. I enjoy it. I enjoy it quite a bit. So I really would have loved to have been in that, but because, you know, maybe it's because where I lived or whatever, I never even got my foot in the door at any of these gaming blogs. And the truth of the matter is, uh, I probably wouldn't have had the right opinions, quite frankly. I don't share a lot about my uh, opinions outside of gaming and entertainment. But the truth of the matter is, is that if you are... The way that these these uh, gaming blogs work now is you have to be in lockstep 100% of the time with 100% of what they want you to be in lockstep with. And that could change daily. If you want to stay employed by them, they could just say, okay, well, now instead of this, you have to believe this. We This is our new pushing thing. So I am I am not a fan of the way that gaming blogs have, have turned into trash for the most part. And uh, we just found out that uh, the head editor-in-chief over at Kotaku, Patricia Hernandez, was let go from her position this past week. Now, uh, this is interesting for a couple of reasons. First of all, uh, she was, it wasn't announced that she was leaving the company. It was said that she was dismissed. I mean, she was, she was fired. She was let go uh, over disagreements with management. They actually put it that she was released from her position. It wasn't this kind of thing where uh, we often will see this where you, you'll see so-and-so has left the company and they're moving on to, to greener pastures or they're, or they're going on to do this or they're taking seeking out other opportunities. They might have been fired, but you always get this nice kind of uh, gentle nerf style uh, announcement of it is that, oh, they're just no longer here. They're moving on to, to, to do other things. They really want to do something else. And so they're no longer here. That's what they usually do. But in this case, they didn't do that. They said Patricia Hannon is, is no longer the editor-in-chief of Kotaku. She's been let go. Uh, now, I have no personal qualms with Pat Patricia Hernandez whatsoever. I don't know her. I've never met her. Wouldn't know who she is if she walked in here right now. That's beside the point. What I do know is is that when she took over as editor-in-chief, she made a big, long editorial post on Kotaku about how she was going to try to restore Kotaku to its former glory, You know how she was going to focus on making sure that people were writing about games and they were make, you know, doing, doing stuff to make people want to come read the, the, the articles on Kotaku. 
because they were going to be good. And uh, unfortunately for Ms. Hernandez, that's not what happened. Uh, they still had some pretty weird activism stuff going on. Like I said, they mentioned Hogwarts legacy issue. And then of course, uh, the Nintendo thing that happened here not long ago, they did not get, they're blacklisted by Nintendo right now. If you don't know uh, how review stuff works, is that, uh, I mean, sometimes you have to play ball is what they say, but the truth of the matter is, is that these mag these game companies don't send out games, uh, review copies of games to uh, gaming blogs and websites and magazines because they really think that they're you know that's going to negatively impact the sales they're doing it because they want these reviewers to see how good it is so they can actually uh you know build up some excitement you know oh my gosh this game is great look at look at the score it got here we have to go get that that is what what they do it for uh but the but a lot of gaming uh, companies do have blacklists they do if they if they find a uh, blog or a company or a magazine website whatever is doing something detrimental to their business, then uh, then they usually find their way blacklisted. Now, the truth is, is that, and I, I'll be completely uh, objective here, this is not an opinion, This is, well, it will be, but it's not, you, you, you know what I mean. Uh, game companies have too thin of a skin. I'm more than, that's what I mean, is I'm willing to, this knife, cut, knife cuts both ways. The uh, the the gaming blogs and the, and the journalists my, uh, might not want to play ball but at the same time these uh these game companies when they release a game might go well geez why are we sending out copies of this game if all we're gonna do is crap all over it well make a better game that's what that's the secret you know and truth is is that uh, we now have a triple a AAA, uh, business where we see a lot fewer games coming out so game reviews are actually more important than ever getting good buzz getting good positivity because uh you have to you have little fewer choices. You have fewer attempts to make your money back as opposed to it was you know, 10, 12 years ago where you'd see a company like Konami or Capcom release six games and at, at the end of the year, you know, that kind of thing. That, those days are gone. Now it's Capcom will release one game, two games, maybe three games a year. It's not the kind of thing where you, you see them releasing six games in one quarter. So, um the game companies have too thin of a skin, and so too the gaming journalists, quite frankly. So it's 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 a it's a, it's a very slippery slope where the, the where they stand because the game company the uh, the game blogs I should say and the websites want to maintain access. They want to make sure they still have that access because without their access, they're no better. They're no different than you or I am, quite frankly. If if uh, if they don't get a, a copy of a game earlier, they don't have an event to go to to help promote a game or, or whatever. What's stopping you from coming to Enigma and asking Enigma what he thinks of said game? You know, that kind of thing. Access is everything to a blog or, or a magazine or a gaming website. Absolutely. Access is everything. Without that access, they're in a lot of trouble. So the same thing happened, that happened with Kotaku with Nintendo, is they posted an article, I believe it was this year, about how to pirate games onto a Nintendo Switch. Well, that go flies right in the face of Nintendo's business practices. It's actually going to hurt Nintendo's business if people are able to pirate games onto the Nintendo Switch. So Nintendo said, that's it. We're cutting off your water. You're not getting anything new from us. Screw off. Zelda, The new Zelda comes out. Everyone's excited for the new Zelda. Kotaku is blacklisted. They don't get a review copy of Zelda. So they can't 
review the game like they should, like uh, everybody else could, because they're on the list. They're on the blacklist. And Kotaku took it very poorly. Uh, one of their writers went on the the, uh, the interwebs and uh, referred to being blacklisted by Japanese companies as very similar to, and he put up a World War II fighter jet that had uh, not uh, not Nazi. Uh, Japanese flags on the side for how many planes he shot down in World War II. Uh, and, of course, I don't get offended. It's impossible to offend me. But that's not a good look when you are officially representing a, a company. You know, that's if I were to start writing for Kotaku tomorrow, I dang sure wouldn't post anything like that. I would still post things to try to make people laugh, try to make people smile. But that was not funny. And and he, he thought it was. He said, oh, you know, some people who... Who read it saw it, thought it, saw it for what it was. It's funny, but you know, I, I realize that a lot of people could have taken it wrong way, dude. That you don't do that. I mean, that's you. That, you just don't do that if you're the official rep. If you are officially, yeah, okay. If it's your personal Twitter account and you don't have anything tagged on it, you know, uh, if I if Evil Enigma over here started working for Kotaku and all of a sudden I start uh, my own Twitter for Kotaku, I'll say Evil Enigma Kotaku, and I've got Kotaku tagged and all that. All day long, I will be as sweet and as kind and everything as possible. I will make people laugh like I always do. I will make sure I do that. But my personal Twitter account is is, is my personal Twitter account. But I also uh, wouldn't tag anything with Kotaku on it if I were working for Kotaku. If I, if I thought something might be a problem. So... You have to keep in mind on social media that when if you are in a position like that, you are officially the representative of a company, and you that you carry them around. You know, so I, I don't agree with that at all. I think it was in very poor taste. I wasn't offended because I don't get offended, but I do think it was a very poor choice, a very poor joke. And uh, to the best of my knowledge, Nintendo is still not on blacklisted uh, Kotaku. And if you haven't noticed, Nintendo is about to release a bunch of games at the end of the year, and then, oh yeah, they're releasing a new console, supposedly the first quarter of next year. So, that right there alone is going to do damage to your brand of Kotaku, because people will know they cannot go to Kotaku for Nintendo news, because they're blacklisted by Nintendo. So, that hurts their profitability it hurts their ad revenue it hurts all that stuff and that's probably why miss hernandez was let go quite honestly is that she did not properly manage her staff to make sure that they were still in the good good graces of their first of all their readers and second of all the the, the game companies themselves if you don't have people reading and you don't have game companies uh, on your side who are helping you you don't have a gaming blog <laughs> that's going to be successful. That's all there is to it. They're all again. I have just as much access to Nintendo stuff right now as Kotaku does, which is the day they come out, you go to the store and you buy it. That's what we're downloaded off of off of the store. So uh, Kotaku's got some. They have some problems. They're going to have to take care of with that. And uh, I think what we're going to see happen, though, quite frankly, is that uh, from what I've heard, there are too many gaming blogs out there. And not, not everyone's going to them. And AI is becoming a problem where we have a lot of AI-generated articles. And I think what you're going to start seeing happening with these these smaller blogs, and you could even see Kotaku do this, would, would, uh, wouldn't surprise me, is that if they had just one editor that would, would write six or seven articles per day that were written by AI, and the editor would go in, read the articles, and correct any spelling 
contextual, you know, all that stuff. They would read it and then correct what they needed to do. It would not surprise me to see Kotaku and a lot of these gaming blogs go that way. But uh, the truth is now, uh, any of these gaming websites, uh, w people go to them now for game hints. People go to them now. Where is this notorious mark in Final Fantasy 16? You know, that, that, that's, that's what people use them for. They don't go there for gaming news. And the reason why is because of basically YouTube. I've said it before. I'll say it again. There are YouTubers and there are podcasts and there are, are people out there that have built up an audience. They have built their own audience and they have uh, kept that audience and expanded that audience due to them being the type of person that they are, which is usually they might have a gimmick or whatever. But the truth is, is that they say, you know what, Joe Blow over here gets me. They, they like the same stuff I like. I want to know what Joe Blow has to say as opposed to while logging on to IGN or logging on to Kotaku and seeing a review that consists of, well, they're going to talk more about the presidential election than they are about what the heck they're supposed to be reviewing. That's a problem. That's a big problem. And that's they've driven away a lot of their customer base because of it. But they still have those, uh, you know, those cheat sheets and stuff. IGN is mostly cheat sheets. If you ever type in a, you know something you're looking for, Riddler trophies and Arkham Asylum or whatever, the first couple of things that pop up are going to be uh, Wikipedia, or not Wikipedia, uh, IGN. It's going to be IGN talking about it. And then they'll have videos and all that sort of stuff. That's what people are using those gaming blogs for now, is that stuff. So the real question comes down to, is there a way for the gaming blog to come back? And there's always a way for the gaming blog to come back. There always is. But the truth is, they're going to have to burn down what's already there. Like, they really should uh, clean house completely, get rid of all everybody. And just start over and make sure you bring people in who want to talk about games and want to love games. You know, uh, I can remember when I stopped reading Kotaku was because I was flipping through the um, the stories and it was there was no gaming news. It was, check out this guy's sweet Zelda tattoo. Hey, what, look at this girl's awesome cosplay. And I, I cosplay is great. I'm not insulting cosplay. But at the same time, it's like, I, I, these aren't news articles this is lifestyle stuff it should be in a different blog or it should be a different tab or something like that i don't i don't see the point if i'm coming to read what's going on in the gaming world why i need to see a guy's sick zelda tattoo you know what i mean it just i don't i don't get it I, to me that's not news it's a lifestyle thing uh, but there's there's a way for them to do it, and you know it just comes down to that these a lot of these journalists the biggest problem is a lot of these journalists all talk and backwater, you know, backlog channels and things like that. They all think the same. They're very much in lockstep. So your your IGNs, your GameStops, your Kotakus, your Destructoids, uh, they all are friends. You know, G4 was the same way. They're all friends. They all basically live in the same area. They all have the same likes, the same dislikes. They don't ever hear anything negative. They never hear anything to the contrary of what they believe. So they honestly believe that everybody wants to read a PlayStation 5 review that's half about the presidential election. They really think that's what the big, what their readers want to want to read because they all think the same way. There's no diversity of thought. You know, diversity is a big uh, uh, word we're using right now for a lot of different things, and I won't get into any of that. But the truth of the matter is, is that there's a lot of diversity out there, but there's never any diversity of thought. They all think the same. They all talk the same. They all believe the same stuff. There's no one out there who, who would have looked at that PlayStation Revive review that was in the Kotaku time and would have said, hey, you know what? 
maybe we should go back and edit this and not talk about politics. This is a game. It's a gaming console review. It's not or a a uh, review of a presidential election. Okay, and, and no one had the forethought to do that. You know, and and you know, may, maybe you shouldn't antagonize your audience. Maybe you shouldn't try to openly tick off your your uh, the gaming companies. You know, it's it's what they do. And, uh, you know, like I said, I, the game companies are a little thin-skinned, but at the same time, that doesn't mean you need to go out there and punch them in the mouth every time you, they, they turn around. And, and unfortunately, that's where a lot of these gaming blogs are. Gotaku is just probably the biggest name in it, is that they, they, the game companies don't like them and the readers don't like them. But we will see more AI writing stuff, I believe. It's, and, and I'm guilty of this, too. I, I, when I'm at work and... I, my computer at work is a Windows computer, and and uh, you know down in the bottom right hand corner, if you click on the thing, it brings up news, news for you, you know, like based off your preferences and things like that. And I'll see a stupid little article about one of the top five Final Fantasy weapons or something like that, and I'll click on it just to read it and see what it is. A lot of that's AI generated, guys. A lot of it is not necessarily uh, someone sitting behind a keyboard and typing that out. Now someone is supposed to edit it <laughs> because AI is not perfect. But uh, you see that kind of stuff, and it's it's it, it really makes me sad because I really wanted to do gaming journalism for a long time. A lot of people uh, don't know this. When I was in college in the '90s, uh, you know, mid '90s, when I got out of high school, I went journalism was my first major, and I had aspirations of writing about video games. That's exactly what I wanted to do: was be a video games uh, journalist, report on the news of video games, report on you know, reviews of games and things like that. That's what I wanted to do. And, uh, of course, I, I found out real quick that at the, sc- the school I was in, they didn't care what I wanted to do. They wanted me to do what they wanted me to do. So that's why I dropped out of being a journalist and never went back to it. But the truth is is that uh, it, I, it, since I wanted to do it as, as a career for a little while, I was really... It, gosh, it makes me wonder where I'd be if, if I would have stuck with it. But the truth is... is uh, you, yeah. How am I trying to say this? It just hurts to see these that all these gaming blogs are going down. All these websites aren't doing well because uh, I wanted to to do it. I wanted to do it for a long time. I really did. And unfortunately, now, you know, I would I would probably write stuff part time for one if if one approached me and said, "Hey, uh, Enigma, you know, if if, uh, if Team Dragonfire started up their own gaming blog." And they said, Enigma, would you, do you, would you mind writing an article once a week about something? Yeah, I'd probably do that. Not a big deal. Ah, uh, sure. But the truth is, is that I think we're going to see a contraction. I think a lot of these gaming blogs are going to go away. They're going to combine, and they're going to uh, either be you know be absorbed or or head the way of the dodo bird. I it's unfortunate. It's very unfortunate. But I honestly do believe that uh, that's that's where we're going because there's just way too many of them out there, and they're not providing content that the audience wants so take that for what it's worth unfortunately uh miss hernandez i'm sorry that you you lost your job i really am but uh, at the same time i can't tell you the last time i've gone to kotaku i have no idea i really don't in fact if i look at a news article if you on that windows thing i was talking about and i see kotaku is the the source i will not click on it it's like the only one I will not click on is Kotaku because I know it's going to be full of crap. So, 
Anyway, so that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, my little rant about gaming journalism. I know that's I, I've talked about that before. See my G four episodes about that, and you know I was talking to my uh, my girlfriend about that last night about the 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 G four thing with uh, the rant about women facing. It was about the block button. That's what I because I put on Twitter about the block button is that uh, Elon Musk was thinking or was talking about removing the ability to block people on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. And I just made, kind of made a post about it saying, you know, uh, I use block as a last resort, which I do. I think I've got less than like five people blocked, quite honestly. Uh, but the truth is, is that I am not a, a lady. And I know that ladies go through a lot more than uh, guys do online. And that's, I, I know they do. I absolutely know that they do. So I would not be in a position to tell anybody what to think about them removing the block button. Now, apparently they're not going to do it. But I had brought up the the, the, the rants that Frostkirin had at the beginning of the year as well from G4, where I, I was talking to my girlfriend about it, and I said, truth is, is that what she said wasn't wrong. Women are usually held to a higher standard than men in this space. That being said, uh, the way she said it, was wrong and blaming everybody was wrong but I, it's it's gaming journalism is just not where it needs to be and i i just really have a a honest to goodness feeling that we're going to see a lot of these sites collapse we're going to see a lot of them combine we're going to see a lot of them go away and uh you know we'll see where where we are in, in five years we'll see where if Kotaku's even still around, they might not be even around anymore. We'll see. We'll see. But that's all I want to talk about today. So uh, I do want to go over my schedule, what's going on over the next week. Uh, as I record this on August 19th, I do not have anything that's going to stop me from streaming uh, this next weekend. Friday and Sunday are still on the schedule to be streamed. That being said, the weekend after that, I will not be in the United States. I will be in Italy and I cannot wait. Uh, as I've said on my thing before, I have not had a vacation since before the pandemic. I am more than ready to to have a vacation, to relax, to go and, and have fun, eat some great food, see some great sights, and, and just uh, enjoy my uh, not being here. And we, as I speak, we are about 99.9999999% ready to go. All we really have to do is pack at this point. Uh, we're getting the dog groomed here in a couple of hours. You know, he needs to get his his hair groomed because he's a little long. But the uh, truth is, is that uh, we're we're leaving uh, for Italy in two weeks. The thirty first of August, I will be uh, I'll be on a plane leaving uh, leaving the United States for a week. So that next weekend, I will not be uh, online. I will not be streaming that weekend. I will be on vacation. The weekend after that, I do not believe I'll be able to stream on Friday night because we get back Friday night. But I do plan on doing Sunday. So we'll see how that turns out. Uh, <coughs> pardon me. So uh, make sure you follow me on Twitter because if you want to see stuff from my Italy trip, I did say I would take lots of pictures. I do want to take lots of pictures. I want to take pictures of the sites. I will take pictures of the Italian food. I want to just take pictures, pictures, pictures. Take pictures of everything but me, quite frankly. But I, I will not be here in two weeks. Weekend after next. So count on me being around next weekend. Weekend after that, I will not be. And then stay tuned for what's going to happen the weekend, the uh, three weeks from now. Three weekends from now. So I can you can plan accordingly. I'm going to plan accordingly. 
Uh, we'll see how things go. What's 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 going to happen? I do plan on having a great time. I really want to have a great time. Uh, we're going business class the entire way. We're going to have the nice seats. We're going to have you know they're going to give us free food, free drinks. I, I'm using air quotes as free because we paid for the seats. But when you fly business class internationally, you basically have an open bar and they will bring you what you want when you want it. So we're going to get on that plane about 7:30 at night at O'Hare Airport, and they're going to give us a glass of champagne, and then dinner's right after that, after we take off. I cannot wait for that. I just, oh! And the seats are going to lay back, so we'll hopefully be able to get some rest. It'll be just so cool. I can't wait for for that. And, and then I've never been to Italy, so it's my first time going to, to Europe. Uh, I've got my passport ready to go, all that. Just, just excited for it. I can't believe that it's two weeks, less than two weeks away, but it most certainly is, so... Check me out on uh, on Twitter for updates on that. I will be posting things on Twitter because uh, my phone data plan does carry over to Italy, believe it or not. So I will uh, have podcasts up, though. I will make sure I, even the week that I'm gone, I will record a podcast early and make sure that it's ready to go for you guys. So there'll still be a boss level for you guys to, to consume whilst I am uh, on vacation. So thank you so much for joining me today. I do greatly appreciate it. Uh, I will be... Uh, all around this weekend for certain i will definitely be on twitter as well i hope whatever you are are doing right now wherever you are i hope you're safe i hope you're happy I hope everything's going good for you okay and uh, if, if not you know please reach out to somebody An- anxiety is a real thing uh, i've I, this week alone i've had a couple of bouts with with my anxiety and um you just can't let it take over your life you can't and i i got kind of low a little bit not like low low where things were gonna you know, I wasn't going to hurt myself or anybody, but it was, I was pretty, pretty upset for a couple of days and it, that's just how it happened. So, you know, talk to somebody if you, if you need to, and uh, just make sure you get some rest to make sure you're taking care of yourself. Okay. So I will talk to you all later. Thank you so much for being here. Have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you so much.